everybody welcome to the connecticut show this is travis poppleton and my name is terrence abney and we have got a fantastic show for you today but before we get there terrence tell me how your day's going my day is going well me and travis just had a long conversation and i want to thank travis for introducing me to ancestry where i'm finding out all these things including the fact that my great 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 grandfather is the senator named James Hammonds, who's the one who said cotton is king. Thank you, Travis, for yeah, you're welcome. making my legacy a little more, just, I don't want to say tarnished, <laughs> but that's what it feels like. So um, I'm not sure if we've ever told the story on the show, but just after a couple years where we were getting to know each other, it was uh, there was a pumpkin carving party. Yes. Neighbor Dave. That's what we do in New England. In New England. Neighbor Dave's like, hey, come on over. We're going to have a pumpkin carving party, which yes. was great, by the way. Fantastic little get-together. There was a there was a little bonfire. There was smoked meat. Fantastic brisket. Like, just perfect. Had the did wing. you make the brisket? No, he, he did the oh, okay. brisket, and it was otherworldly. Um, it was a nice evening. Yes. And we were talking about, as, as is often the case after someone does Ancestry or 23andMe or whatever it is. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, like this is where I'm from, and we found this out. And so as like a Christmas gift, even though, as has been mentioned, I don't celebrate Christmas, but as a holiday gift, um, it was like our family was like, so, hey, we're going to give you also a DNA gift test if you want to take it. But, but there was a caveat, because actually, if anyone's listening, I'm really curious if this seems totally out of line, because at the time, it seemed really nice. And now looking back, maybe it was just <laughs> so not my place to do this. Um, but we gave we gave a, the kit to neighbor Dave and then to you and your wife. Yes. With With the caveat, we said, you never have to do this. If you do do it, you never have to tell us. That is true. Um, we just thought like, because we were having that conversation, it seems like a fun gift at the same time. If you go burn these, we're totally okay with that. And that was, that was sincere. At the same time, I still kind of look back on this and think, was that, was that an appropriate gift to give someone? I don't know the answer. Info at Connecticut.com. By the way, shout out to Bon Bon Vivant for leading us in great music. That's right. Uh, hit us up at info at Connecticut.show if you have any questions, um, or if you have an opinion, on if this was an appropriate gift to give neighbors. I didn't want to be cloned, so that was my reason for not ever taking it. There, there are people that totally have DNA issues, right? Like, don't send that off to a lab. And so right. that's, I, I would like to express again, our caveat was, if you never use this, it's totally fine. We just thought it was fun. All right, so what do you find out? I found out, oh, what I just told you all. Yeah, exactly. It's the only thing I found out. Now, that's not the only thing you found out. You found out you're Irish. I am Irish, and Travis and I are cousins. Yeah. We found out that also. How awesome is that? Wouldn't have happened if you hadn't given me that test. Would not have happened. Uh, the funny thing about it was, at the time, Velo and I were like, we'll never take this. And I should say at the time, meaning at the pumpkin carving, we were both we were both like, we'd never do that. That just seems so risque. Sending my DNA somewhere? Then when we got a test, we by the way, 
was it a half a year? We didn't take it for a while. It was on down the line before we actually took it. But in reality, we started thinking all these samples we've given these hospitals and these fingerprints that are with state agencies, this cell phone I carry, I always forget, like, if they want me, they probably got me. But I appreciate the gift. Before you go on. Point away. Before you go on. Here's how you win the four free tickets to the Boston Museum of Science. If you email me now, if you email Terrence and me at info at Connecticut.show and tell me if it was appropriate for me to send this gift. Oh, the first off the top of the dome. I like this. The first person to email us. Doesn't matter what your opinion was, whether you agree or disagree. The very first person to email us with an opinion, they get the four free tickets. We'll announce it next week's show. You also have to guess Terrence and Travis's <laughs> height and weight. No, you please don't. put that in the email. <laughs> okay, but please do get, make that guess. I'm curious. Uh, you win just by being the first person. Yes. Okay, sorry. Keep going with your story. Oh, that was the story. Long oh, story short, yeah. we ended up taking it. Me and my wife both appreciated the gift, and we found out some interesting things about our lineage and you know, who we are. So I appreciate it. And then later on down the line, I was doing some surfing. I found out that my great-great-granddaddy or what should I say? My grandmother's grandfather is Cotton is King, man. Makes me feel really proud. The the conversation that like, we made it. We we had like what an hour, like almost probably an hour conversation. We've been wrapping we it up, you all. Show, yeah. Y'all should have been here for this conversation. It crossed my mind that we should hit record. On the other hand, it would have been a very very different show. Yes, yeah, so we, we that's that's gonna be our next our next episode. Excuse me, not our next episode, our next series of podcasts. Right. Thoughts from TNT. That's not bad. How to save the world. That is not bad. Off the top of the dome. You uh, went off the top with the tickets. Yeah. I'm going off the top with new with new series. That's what we do here at Connecticut Show. So is it thoughts on TNT? Thoughts by TNT? Thoughts, thoughts by TNT. Thoughts by TNT. Yes. I don't I don't dislike that. I love it. Uh in that email that you send us where you're trying to get the tickets for the uh science museum in Boston. Also tell us what your thoughts are on uh this new series, Thoughts. By TNT. That's right. On the show, Terrence. We're supposed to have a guest here. I failed you all. My guest didn't come. One was busy. The other one was busy also. I think they're trying to avoid me, but I'm going to get them on here soon. And I am going to mention that when they come. That Why are you all so busy? There's so many people who are like, oh my God, I'd love to do your show. Let's do it. Up until the point where you say, oh, yeah, we're recording right. tomorrow. And then they're like, wait, what? Oh, no, my fish died. Give me a week out. Hey, next week. Yeah. Next Wednesday, you want to do this? Ooh, can you give me two <laughs> weeks out? It's like, come on, y'all. Uh, so the world, what is it? The, the way to hell is paved with good intentions. Um, we it, It's easy to get people to say, oh, my God, that sounds so fun. Mm-hmm. A lot harder to actually get them in studio, which is what a producer should do. Like if we had an actual producer, their job is to reach out to the guests, make sure that they come, that they have water. Travis is the producer, by the way, if anybody's wondering the producer out of the two of us. I, I would say this is my case for maybe getting a full-time producer, you know, because the, the producer that's also doing everything else doesn't do a great job. It's producing. usually tough. It's tough. It's like directing yourself. 
Exactly. Shout out to Spike Lee and those other directors <laughs> who direct themselves. This is our moment to really give uh, some cred to to the director slash actors. The, yes. the vanity projects out there, we don't spend enough time giving them the credit to. Indeed, indeed. What's the next one, actually? It's Michael Jordan's Creed. He directed and acted. Uh, is it Michael B. Jordan? Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, you did throw me off, throw me off until I heard you with say the, Creed. I was like, Jordan, oh, yeah. that, that Michael Jordan. Pretty excited about that. It's like getting really well reviewed. Well reviewed. Creed 3. Creed 3. It's going to be awesome. And this, I believe, is his, we're not off topic at all. I believe this is uh, his directorial, directorial, directorial debut. So there you go. There's, there's, I know he's done some producing on some show. He has that Netflix show that he's done. I thought he might have been directing that also, but I know he's, a producer in that so he's produced a couple of, of flicks but you know the, the young the young man is making his way yeah directing is not easy acting is not easy you're doing both well there's there's something something you did right as an artist you got skills yeah shout out to denzel shout out to denzel and brad pitt i don't know if brad pitt directs a lot but i like brad pitt yeah no that's that's great i don't think brad pitt has ever directed yeah well, anyway, Brad, y'all, that's the show for today. Brad, if you're listening, <laughs> this is uh, this is the show where you think, hey, is there anything you ever wanted to direct? I was listening to that Connecticut show the other day, and, uh, and this is that moment. We did talk, so last week, and I say last week, but I think it was two weeks ago, um, we were talking about two things. One was the guest that is not here today. Correct. The, uh, so we don't, we don't have that guest on the tobacco farms, right? Nope. Okay. Not yet. You don't have any more information on it. I do not. So let's let's not even circle that conversation yet. But you know what I do have? Go on. Travis and I have asked a question because of proximity mainly. Why is New York not considered part of New England? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Actually, I, I spent a lot of time in New York. I have some, some thoughts on New York, but go ahead. Why why is New York not considered part of New England? Because it was founded by the Dutch, and Dutch is not English. I feel like I should have known that maybe because knowing it was called New Netherlands and New Amsterdam and hearing those names. However, that never <laughs> that never struck with me. So I was looking at some information one time, and the reason was that that it was not founded by English Puritans or the purists. What do they call? Did I say that right? The Puritans, yeah. Puritans? Yeah. Not the purists. I, no, they were not called the purists. Yeah. Do they consider themselves purists? Anyway, yeah. Founded by the Dutch, not by England. That is why it's not considered part of New England. That's why we have our five lovely states above and to the to the left. Left for them, right for us on the map. Mm-hmm. I'm actually calling New England. Yeah. Okay, I'm asking the wrong person about the map, by the way, because no, y'all listen like, to the show. So you you were asking the question about Puritans, and I was like, but that's not who they are. Like, is that really their name? Because were they Calvinist? So this is what I'm wondering. And you're still asking questions about geography, <laughs> and I'm I'm trying <laughs> to remember if the deep. Puritans came from from Calvin, and if they were Calvinists. Which I think they are, because wasn't Calvin like a really hardcore kind of militant, orthodox kind of Christian? I think he was. Wasn't he an answer to like Martin? Where are we going with this conversation? 
If you know anything about the history of the Puritans, uh, please come on the show because me musing about um, whether they came from Calvin or not is is probably a waste of our time. What were you talking about, Terrence? I don't know, but I know a Calvin. <laughs> yeah. But not the Calvin you're thinking about. Fair enough. My Calvin I know is not that strict at all. Does a lot of things. <laughs> I, I bet the show about him, it would be more interesting than the show about where the Puritans come from. However... You got to have a New England tie. So, Calvin from New England, Calvin, come holler at us. Calvin from New England. So with that said, New, New York, discovered by the Dutch, did you say? Founded. Founded by the Dutch. Well, not, not discovered. The, colony, the yeah. colony of New York, founded by the Dutch, more or less, as a trading post. I know a, lot nothing. Of, a lot of words. This is what we were talking about earlier. A lot of words that we, that we use historically that are very inaccurate inaccurate i i feel like this is such the spirit of the show though because we could invite someone on first of all who wouldn't come they would say they would love to come and then they just wouldn't show up but we could <laughs> we could invite someone on the show or do like 10 minutes of any sort of historical research and say all right so here's really what happened and i, I bet that would be a more interesting show but in the spirit of the show we're just two guys don't know anything about new england and we're trying to figure it out ourselves and so if you're wondering what people think when they first come here, they ask questions like, why is New York not part of New England? And then one day they casually Google search it and then they get the answer like, oh, it was, uh, you know, that was settled by the Dutch. And, and that's good. We're good. We're good. That's how it goes. That's how it goes with transplants. That's all the information we needed. Um, listeners, <laughs> listeners though may want a little bit more than that. So like that was enough to say, Hey, we're, you're, you're not invited into our reindeer games. We don't want you to really play in the same kind of, well, that's very puritanical though. The Puritans were not inviting anyone into their, into their society. So I wonder if it was New York that, that wasn't allowed in, or if it was New York that didn't want to be part of it, or if they just didn't talk in the first place. So that's funny in looking at some of the readings that was discussed because New Haven was was supposed to be an area of, of trading, like a trading post, seaport post between Boston and New York. Okay. Good that's a you know, hour from New York. Well, I'm <laughs> it wasn't by interstate back then, so we're right, talking right. by Yeah, by by, boat. by, by boat. boat. Yes. But of course that was kind of in Connecticut. One of the things that the article spoke about was the the religion the religious differences because the people in New England were a little more strict and they didn't want to be absorbed by New York. So it was that when it came down to like are we Connecticut, are we New York, they kind of tended to go back into this New York, excuse me, into the Connecticut place because their religious values align more with New England versus with New York, which was a more thriving, more, I guess, I would say entrepreneurial in a sense. Even though it says Connecticut and New England was very entrepreneurial because, but they had these, they're entrepreneurial, but they had these strict values religious values that they went by. Another interesting fact, we were almost called Connecticut Place. That was almost the name of our show. So 
probably less interesting, but it did cross my mind as you were saying that. So what I, I, I do find this interesting because I imagine the Puritans were probably pretty good about saying you want to be part of us. Like you don't want to not be part of our little elite circle. However, I'm curious like when this was because New York quickly became the place to be. New York quickly became the city where um, everyone was talking like that was the, the city of the United States. That was the mm-hmm. city. I'm making this up, but it sounds really good. Um, so <laughs> I thought I, you read something. I thought you were hipping me into something now. It, it sounds totally reasonable to me. It would have been one of the biggest cities, if not the biggest city. We're going to go with that. And anyone that's losing their mind listening to us like swing at history and miss wildly, hey, you're welcome to the show too. And I bet, I bet one day before you're supposed to come on, you're going to have to wash your hair or something. Um, <laughs> I wonder what it was that ultimately made them say, no, we would rather be part of Connecticut than New York. Because the way that you phrased it was they didn't want to be lost to New York or they didn't want to lose their their place, their identity. I'm not sure exactly what that would mean. Yeah, that's that's how the article read. It was really the difference between more loosely guided. I'll put loosely in quotes, but loosely guided principles as as far as religion, and them being more strict. So uh, it, it was a religious choice. That's how the that's how the article and the research I did, the hour of research I did, which wasn't very long, and that was an hour between probably reading some other stuff and writing a paper, but... No, we're going with this. This is fact. Unless we're wrong, then come on the show and tell us. Welcome to the Connecticut show. (laughs) Uh, It sounds pretty good, though, and it's more than I knew yesterday. Uh, I'm here to educate. Speaking of Boston and this incredible area, where are my Boston baked beans? Oh, oh, my God. Oh. I told Terrence I'd bring him back some Boston baked beans. I did. I did. In the last, like, I think in the last week. You ate my beans? No. Um, the truth is I forgot all about that promise. That's really what <laughs> happened. <laughs> Until you said that, I forgot that I promised I would grab them. Um, in the last, since the last episode, spent some time in New York, spent some time in Boston, spent some time in Vermont, which was the promise of the previous episode. I spent some time in Tampa, Florida. Yeah, you're not helping the show in Tampa. Yeah, Nothing in Tampa made made the Connecticut show any better. But let's start there anyway. Anything in Tampa happen that we need to talk about here? At my friend's house, the burb seen the only poop on his deck. The oh, deck beside him on the lake, no poop. The deck to the to the right, no poop. His deck full of white poop. It was weird. Sounds very personal. But it was a very nice, very nice time. And there was a temperature difference, even with the winter that's not been cold. Temperature difference was significant, but good time. But relative to this show, probably not. I get the question all the time. I would say one of the most common questions I get is, would you prefer to go to Boston or New York? Do you have a do you have an answer for that? Where would you rather go? You're spending a weekend. Would you rather spend a weekend in the city or would you rather spend a weekend going up to Boston? I'm gonna pick the city. Yeah. Any reason? Any loud reason right away? Not no no reason right away. 
it can be a close toss up depending on what I wanted to do. Yeah. But when I go to New York, I feel I've walked being in both places. I feel like I've walked more places throughout the city. Like in Brooklyn, I feel like I walked not Brooklyn is huge, but I've walked all over Brooklyn. Um, and uh, you get, and then there's just all the all the boroughs. It's just a, I think it's a magnificent conglomerate of boroughs there that just make it a very interesting place for me to visit. Boston, I do like. I do want to get there more. I just don't get there as much. So I think my reason also is usually I've gone to New York for family members and things like that. So that's my reason. Fair enough. I remember, um, and I think we brought this up on the show before. Paul Feig, when he was doing the new Ghostbusters. He would spend a lot of time in Boston. And um, he actually said he prefers the city. Same. But he liked Boston quite a bit. And, he, and his phrase was it was a more approachable city. You know, it's easier to get in. We talked about the tunnels and the off ramps and everything. Um, but I, I do feel that way. Right. Driving into New York, there's a little more. Oh, actually, driving into New York. We always have this little note about how everything's 30 minutes from us, right? Correct. On my GPS, on my Siri, on Apple, I had one mile to go in the city. One mile. How long do you think it took me? How long do you think Siri accurately predicted? This isn't like, oh, I, you have a mile and Siri thinks it's a minute away, but it really took 10 minutes. This is not that. Siri, Apple Maps accurately predicts how long it will take one mile in the city. How long do you think? 15 minutes. Pretty close. 18 minutes. Yes. 18 minutes. Apple knows it. No one no one is even trying to pretend that you're going to go one mile in the city any faster than you would walk it. Because 18 minutes is like a pretty normal that's walking accurate. mile. Yeah, that's accurate. So there you go. That That is a reason not to drive in the city. Correct. Whereas here, it's just more or less the speed limit. Yeah, and you hear the joke all the time, like, if you're in Boston, you're an hour away from Boston because of the traffic or whatever that joke is. I feel like it's it's still a lot better in Boston than it is in the in the city, in the city proper. What I did in Boston, though, quite interesting, and this is one of the reasons I like Boston, because I can get in there a lot easier. Right. And they still attract a lot of the really cool stuff from, from the rest of the country. I feel so. like park is significantly better in Boston, too, by the way. The parks? Parking. Oh, parking. I was like, I think you're going to... I mean, that's that, that was like our maple syrup trolling last <laughs> last episode, if you're going to talk about who has the better parks. Um, although, why not? I, I don't know. Do you have a favorite? If you were going to go sit in a park, would you rather do that in the city? I would rather do it in the city. I'm going to go with Boston, just because like, we can't agree all the we time. We can't agree all the time. So I'm going to go with Boston as far as sitting in the park. There was a group that came from Chicago and they came up into Boston to do, it was something like I've never seen before. So one of the things that I've always really enjoyed is there are um, like groups of like little indie bands and you have to find the right one that will come and they'll perform to a silent movie. So they take an old silent movie and then they have like a band that will do a score that they've created just for the silent movie. But they also have someone off to the side doing the folly sounds too. So if someone's walking, they'll be like, top, 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 to, you know, kind of give that silent film a little more life. Got you. And it's, so it's like a live performance. 
and it's a way for you to appreciate like some classic cinema. Really cool, right? So silent films uh-huh. have soundtracks. Never silent about films that originally had soundtracks, and like depending on the silent film, sometimes they had full orchestras that would come and perform that score while the silent film played. Oftentimes, it was just whoever was on the piano, you know, that night. Dun, 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 exactly. Dun. Yeah. So you might have had a I totally different experience with a silent movie in New Hampshire than you would have in Albuquerque, New Mexico, right? And also, if you buy silent films, oftentimes they'll have like different tracks. They'll have like the quote unquote original track or the alternative track, mm-hmm. and then people are always writing new music for it. Okay. Silent film fans, that's not too surprising. What this was was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. And I, I do not say that lightly. They had like four, there was no silent film. This was a totally original work mm-hmm. of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. And they had all of these like shadow puppets. And they presented it up on the screen as if it were a silent film. And they had these different stages with actors and with puppeteers. And at some point, it had actual puppets. And other times, they had like overlays, like kind of shadow silhouettes. Gotcha. Other times, they had live actors like running around on the stage trying to get to certain places. And at all times, there was a camera pointing somewhere. It was one shot. The entire production was one shot. And even though it was a live performance, you were supposed to stare up at the screen as if you were watching a movie. So someone has the camera down on stage, you see that up on the screen, and it was presented as if you were watching a movie in the most just mind-altering way. Right. So beautiful. So the first six minutes of it, I thought, this is amazing. How long can you actually sustain this, though? It's too much. There's Mm -hmm. There's just too many things going on, and it takes so many ideas and commitments and decisions just to get through a minute of it you know for like an hour and a half it was like a full movie just this exhausting live experience in boston and boston will attract things like that i think they're originally from chicago but right they came up to boston boston is beautiful things like that i feel like new york has that on every street on every corner there's just some (laughs) guy you know (laughs) like the amount of talent that's in New York, just because there's so many more people. And the indie scene is, yeah, huge. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you get it in both places. So that was that. But the real reason, Terrence, that we went anywhere was to go to Vermont to talk to this popcorn vendor. How was that? I, I A dear friend of mine My and man. I drive up. No Boston baked beans. No Boston baked beans. No popcorn either, because I don't see any with you. But please continue. I'm so going to get you some Boston baked beans. And here's what I'm going to do. It only hurts inside. Don't worry about no, it. Right. On the next episode, and I mean this sincerely, on the next episode, I'm going to get you Boston baked beans from Boston, and I'm going to get you Boston baked beans from the gas station here. <laughs> and you're going to tell me which one is actually the authentic Bostonian experience. Hey, we're really going for it now. You Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find like some premier candy shop or whatever like whatever the 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 custom experience is i'm gonna find that boston baked bean and then we're gonna get the one from the by the way did you even know what boston baked beans were before you came here 
Yeah, there are little peanuts inside the red candy shell that they sell at the gas station. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what they are. I, I, I imagine there's no wrong way to do that. You just cover a peanut in red. So everybody candy. thinks there's always a better way. And I, off of New England again, just like Philly cheesesteaks. Philly cheesesteaks are not the best cheesesteaks ever. Matter of fact, the two famous places, I forget the names, the two famous places that people go for the cheesesteaks, I know I went to one one time, and it's like you pay them to be rude to you if you don't know what to order. <laughs> right. And people laugh at you like that crap is funny. Yeah. I'm not carrying a chip on my shoulder at all. And then they put cheese whiz on the cheese steak, which I'm like, well, this is, I want real cheese, not the not the huff can cheese. Yeah. So just overrated a lot of times of what these names and these places and I'm sure the Boston baked beans are the same way, Boston. And Prove you, me wrong. Yeah, if you disagree, come on, come on the show. You're invited. You just actually have to show up. Um, <laughs> the yeah, so I will remedy that. I do apologize. Like that was just one of the most blatant, forgotten promises of my lifetime. Wow, that's pretty deep. But don't worry about it. I don't need it. It don't again. It only hurts on the inside. Yeah. Like my feelings. No, I Nothing else. Everything else, I'm physically you, okay. You seem, yeah, the expression on your face exudes joy. So, Joy and happiness. Is joy and happiness. You hide it well. You hide it so well. Um, we go up to Vermont. My first time in Vermont. Have you been to Vermont? I have been to Vermont. During the summer at a ski resort. We talked about this briefly. Um, and I think it was Velda who said that I think she brought it up. It was on that episode that the two of you talked about it, but it was like as you were listing off places that you'd been. Mm -hmm. How was that? Tell me about your experience in Vermont. Vermont first is, I thought, a really beautiful state. As you get up there, just, and speaking of the summer, just the Green Mountains, a lot of the Green Mountain boys, um, a lot of resorts. It's just a really cool place. Mountain. It's very mountainous. When well, where we went was, of course, it was a ski resort. So I guess you need a hill to go down somewhere. I guess those were mountains, Travis. If you want to give it to him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um. And surprisingly, there was a fair amount of things to do. Like there was a lot of shop. There was some shopping outlets nearby. Um. And again. To be fair, we were at a ski resort, so even though we we're not skiing, it was the summer. We had all of those amenities like massage, indoor pool. Um, the ladies got their nails done and things like that. So it was a good experience for me, but I haven't really experienced experience Vermont. Like I haven't been in them streets like you were, Travis. Yeah, no, that's exactly how I would describe what we were doing. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't I did not forget the place that we went that's important i totally forgot <laughs> so we're going up because the popcorn vendor um listener and dear friend dave nagira suggested that we go up and talk to that person mm -hmm. and there are in it's like this strip of shops very cool by the way and in that strip occasionally there are vendors. So in addition to the shops, which are always there, sometimes there will be additional like booths and food trucks, right. I imagine, and, and, and street vendors. So we look it up before we go. 
and it says something to the effect of weather depending like it doesn't matter if it's when if it's winter summer fall spring what matters is is it's too if, if it's too cold mm-hmm. and i'll give you that it was kind of cold but it was like a normal winter day beautiful clear skies i remember i don't know to me it did not warrant any people not being there <laughs> and uh we went there i would say the trip was amazing. Vermont, to your point, is is so beautiful. I don't know, as we drove up, because we just had our first snow here in Connecticut, our first real snow this week. Right. As we drove up and was we got Was it In Vermont? Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So beautiful. Listen to the first couple episodes, you all, you'll all get that joke. Yeah, if, you have, if you're not familiar with the word bucolic. Go back. It, it's your job to go back and do the research in the early episodes. Connecticut dot show. That's right. Um, as you're driving north, it gets snowier and snowier, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting. Uh, but it wasn't. There was no point where we were like under three feet of snow, or it wasn't the traditional scary winter. And we're going in the heart of winter. What was it? Early February. Mm-hmm. So still, whether it's climate change or what, it was a pretty light winter, all things considered. What's also interesting is um, there is some family history. I want to be very clear that I am not Mormon, uh, but there is some family members that I know that are Mormon. And we're driving up Vermont, and then it said something like, next stop is birthplace of Joseph Smith. And um, I was like, oh, that's funny. I wonder if that has anything to do with like the Mormon Joseph Smith. Right. And uh, apparently it does. So would not have even would have never crossed my mind that there was any association. I just always consider Mormons over in Salt Lake, Utah, and Missouri. Yeah, is it Missouri? Was very surprised to find Joseph Smith's name up in Vermont. So if you are a someone who cares about religious history, that's up there. More importantly, the Ben and Jerry's graveyard is there. Like that history, very profound. Yes. All of the lost ice cream flavors of the past. They have a memorial. To be clear. Yeah. Are Ben and Jerry still alive? I think so. Okay. I don't know if they still own slash run it. Um, I think we should say something totally false just to get someone angry and come join the show. Well, I was discussing I was discussing this with with Velda mm-hmm. and just and Travis had told me a little bit about the trip, and he had mentioned, not into this detail, but he had mentioned <laughs> the Ben and Jerry's graveyard, and my significant other was like, Ben and Jerry died? <laughs> oh, she was distraught. <laughs> she was distraught. Now, like, I, no, <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> that will be a sad day, and a lot of people will be very, so, very Oh, she was, she was up, she was legitimately upset. That's so Now funny. explain to her what you're, please, please continue, my Did bad. not know this existed, but there is a graveyard for all of the old Ben and Jerry flavors. And so there's tombstones for... I don't know, lemon berry cheesecake. I don't I don't remember all of the Ben and Jerry's flavors. Um, but there are pictures out on our Insta account. I would say our blog, but we we're still we're still working on getting that up. Um the factories there, I didn't I didn't have any idea that the Ben and Jerry's factory was up in Vermont. Um very cool. Very good ice cream. Uh but the sad thing is that popcorn vendor decided it was too cold that day. So we had uh made the trip. We walk the streets. So many good things to say about the state of Vermont. 
but I've got no recording uh, from a random interview with the popcorn vendor just yet. We're going to have to go again. And Terrence, either next time you make the drive or the two of us just take a day and go on up. But there it is. Let's do it. I like the two of us going up together. All right. I think we'll have good luck going together and finding the popcorn vendor. I agree. I agree. And where else? So you went to Boston, Vermont. Uh, the other the other thing was New York, which we already established oh. is not New England. Who even wants to talk yeah, about who, that? Yeah, who cares? Who cares about what yeah. happens in New York? Yeah. Now, actually, again, I've been around. I actually did get to go visit Rhode Island School of Design with my oldest in Providence, uh, Rhode Island, again. So that was a good trip. Very cool history around this school because the school was one of the first schools or the only schools founded by women it was, there were women who were left large sum of money and they wanted to create something that was going to enhance the beauty of society more or less so this is true story of how it's explained they either said they were going to build a big fountain in the town Big pretty fountain. And they end up founding this school. So Rhode Island School of Design. Now, it's more or less right beside Brown University. They do a lot of collabs with Brown University as far as facilities. And they can cross-register there. And again, it's always some interesting history you can find here in New England. And me and you talk about schools a lot. And it's one of those places where I had never really heard of Rhode Island School of Design really until recently it, of it as far as it being like on my top list. But since my daughter has that interest, we went to check it out. And so, again, Providence, same, same thing. Nice city, pretty hilly. Uh, if you miss a turn on the GPS there, it's over. <laughs> right. Uh, that is one thing. It, there's a lot of small streets. In Providence, and it's funny because Providence is like, it's urban, but a fairly small city with, it's, it's a weird, it's a, again, Providence is a weird feel for me, but I do, again, I do, I do enjoy visiting there. So again, a lot of good history. So if you have a chance to check it out, do so. Go visit Brown. Shout out to Brown University. Um, nephew's going there next year. And shout out to Rhode Island School of Design. I don't think my daughter's going to go there, but shout out to you anyway. Thank you for the visit and the sticker. But that was my, I was pretty bored on the New England side. I stayed here, got to play in the snow yesterday and take some awesome pictures that I hope get up on our Instagram account. There's, there's one already on there. There's a story. There's you talking about how uh, if you're a New Englander, you get out and walk in this kind of weather. That's up there. Go check out the. It's a. It's not a reel. Uh, it was a story, but we'll we'll post it up again for you. Yes, yes, I do remember that because it was just yesterday, our it first really snow day, right? Yeah, so yeah. beautiful up there. Yeah, up there. So like to us, everything. There's a a place called Horse Barn Hill, where it's I think mountain. we've talked about. Uh, yeah, right. In Terrence's world, this is a mountain. Uh, it's right up there with Mount Washington. You can either walk up Horse Barn Hill or Mount Washington. It's all the same. And in a way it was, because it was like all snowy. 
And yes. if we take any of that footage and added like a snow filter, it would look as if you were doing some. The more we got yeah, the to the top, because we got whatever. to the top, yeah. the cloudier it got. Sure. Think about it. It was. I think <laughs> Travis was out of breath. I was out of breath. But Not because we're really out of shape. This is the most important part. So there, this is an entire hill. There are people sledding down and covered in snow. Covered in snow. Uh, we're walking around it. Beautiful. We get back to Terrence's car, and uh, Terrence and had lost his keys. Terrence somewhere on that walk across the mountain, and we're not walking the street. This is very important. We are walking the snow. We are walking through the snow on our in our quote unquote afternoon walk, right? Right. <laughs> and and Terrence is like, I don't have my keys, and I'm like. Hey, if you got a spare at home, let's just go ahead and call someone. Have someone bring the spare, and you're like, "I shall not." Yeah, uh, that might be an exact quote. So, what was going through your mind? I had faith that we would find that key by backtracing, or that somebody would pick up the key, and I would see that person, and they say, "Hey, did you lose a key?" I also did not feel like hearing my wife's mouth. <laughs> When I called her to come pick me up because I lost a car key in the snow. Because if you listen to the episode, you know how fond my wife is of coming out in the cold or going out in the snow and doing activities anyway. So I was like, I really don't feel like hearing that. Let's hope we find this key. Okay. So what we had done, we were taking some shots for the Insta account. And there was one point where Terrence fell in the snow. There was a, it all looked like a, a beautiful, even kilt landscape, right. but apparently there was a big hole that the snow was covering. Terrence, you step in it, you fall down. Yes. That is the first place we think like, oh, that is a very likely place. And mm -hmm. I have a picture of it. So I'm like zooming in on the picture before we go all the way back. Cause it's like a mile. Yeah, and this a half is a very walk. scientific process. We did everyone. Yeah. We're Hope all listening. Zooming in on these photos, looking for any hint or any indication that the, that there's like some darker spot or some reflection like oh maybe right. it's there not in that picture then then terrence reminds me uh what did you do in that short video a uh, four row terrence is a somersault <laughs> in the snow and we have footage of that we should definitely post that somewhere and then we think oh it, it didn't happen at the fall it happened at the somersault so we watch this video and we zoom in on the video and there is there is a spot where after he does the roll, we can't verify for sure that it's not a shadow, but there is suddenly a dark spot that was not there before that could possibly be the keys. The problem is this is still a hill of snow. Like to find out exactly yeah. where that somersault took place was going to take some We were operating like somebody couldn't step on it and they get covered by snow. Yeah. It's, a little bit of snow is still falling and like it wasn't possible the key could have just fell down in this five six inches of snow and us not be able to see it so we were being very hopeful we go back we're constantly referencing it's like again we're we're a mile hike back and we are constantly referencing this video like is this where we were like are the trees lined up correctly if i'm shooting that shot here does this because it's a lot of snow um and i don't think that we ever actually did find any real evidence of a somersault like this there was no lasting impression from i don't that. even know if i did a somersault anymore i think i think 
to credit how light you are on your feet, your agility. There was no evidence that you even touched that snow. I totally agree with that because, as we referenced before, this extreme athleticism is a beast. Yeah, and and I think we saw that that day. Probably. All right, so we're Listen, we're, we're without a key and a hill full of snow. This is miles good genetics. To go. yeah. Besides, the, I mean, I'm a marvel of athletic genius. Yeah, but keep going with your story. Who cares about this? We're done. We, we athletic don't. body and the moves I can make just without even thinking about it at the drop of a hat. No, but if we do start a new show, that is the only thing I want to talk about. Only if I could do it with my shirt off, to show people what's going what's going on under this shirt. The, the video, the video show that we do, Terrence will always show up without a shirt on. You're welcome, America. We don't find the spot. We don't find the key. And we are standing, really do go out to the Insta account to get some idea of how hopeless this idea is that we're going to find one key in in a foot of snow. Okay, so what happens next? So we get up the hill. For some reason, I stopped. Oh, I was checking the text because I was trying to text my wife something while I was running so late because, oh, I was going to, going to be a little bit later because I was looking for a key, which I did not say, but I was just saying we're still walking. We're going to be home in a second. Just letting you know. So we walk we walk up the hill. We're looking for the somersault spot. We go to a couple of clicks, you know, east, a couple of clicks west to make sure it's not there. We're, we're kicking big mounds of snow out the way on top of Horse Barn Hill, as it's called. And I see some people tubing down the other side of the hill. And one student's walking with something in his hand. And I was like, hey, you found the key? And the person was like, the person, yes. Quentin, St. Quentin. St. Quentin found it. St. Quentin. Quentin Miller. They weren't sledding, though. There were a lot of, like, it's just such a beautiful hill. And there were people that were sliding down. But they these students at the top of the hill were not sliding down. They were building Titan snowmen. And before you showed up, they were like talking about the science, about it, exactly how to pack it. Like whoever these students were, they had a they had a whole system for not just making snowmen. We're talking like six to eight feet tall snowmen. And so I think part of the reason is because they were moving so much snow up there. Once they got like the the base set up, they were like pushing those. Because it is extremely heavy. If you've never made a snowman, a snow person, a snow woman before. Once you rolled, and this wasn't even, the snow itself, this wasn't even like a heavy pack snow, I wouldn't say. It was like in between. Right. But when you roll in these balls together to make the base of a snow snow person, and then you get the second one that's like a little bit, uh, a little bit uh, smaller, but you got to lift it up. Yeah. It is heavy. So for those of you who are thinking like, oh, I could do that. And it's like, it it ain't what it is on TV. It's heavy. (laughs) (laughs) But there's also like, and this is important. It's like if you like just took a razor and like shaved the top of something like that, that snow's gone Mm -hmm. because they've pushed all that snow up into the ball and then like push it. And so there's a track behind. And so I thought like if there's any place that it was found, it's going to be in that track of snow because now that that's just ground. So that it's not too surprising that they found it to me because they were moving a lot of snow for us. So I think Quentin 
that they were building snowmen at the time that you lost that key. I agree. I was fully confident we were going to find it. You were surprisingly confident. I later admitted to Terrence that I thought there's no way we're finding this key, but I feel my job as a friend was to be supportive and to say, yeah, let's go do that. But in my mind, I had already checked out and I was already preparing uh, speeches for you to make you feel better (laughs) as soon as we finally gave up because I thought that that was my position. It's because you're a good Connecticut and a good New Englander. Yes. Unlike the person who ruined your confidence. Yeah. And getting out to meet people. Oh, and right. gave you a good reason not to do it. <laughs> speaking of so speaking of this New England flavor that we have. Matter of fact, the person that did this, I think might be native to actual England. So does that mean England is root like this also? She is. That is interesting. So we, and by the way, Terrence has suggested we do a show where we actually compare the New England places that are named. Like, we're, yeah. but we're wrapping What's up. What's up with that? We're on the hour. We're going to come back to this and spend some time talking about Coventry, England, and Coventry, Connecticut. Yeah, all of those places. How do they stack up, right? But going way back to an earlier episode of kind of a perception here, uh, we've discussed that maybe I'm not the most social person, that you are the most social person. Let's... No, I'm not. But... I want to say this. We saw the young lady out there taking pictures yesterday. Travis always says people speak to me. This this young lady and this woman gravitated towards Travis mm-hmm. to take her picture and then said, thank you so much, young man. What's your major? <laughs> Travis, you got it. It's in you. You got to bring it out. Don't let this that was very kind of her, by other the way. moment ruin it now granted maybe she did it because she wanted something but it's still the point is she spoke the you trap she knew full well i was not a student at uconn that was a very (laughs) very kind thing for her to say um so terrence and i are about to drive this is the prequel to you losing the key i walk up the street to meet you right and the the street's covered in snow and there's a, a neighbor that i've never met i've been here for years i have no idea how long this neighbor has been here (laughs) <laughs> and I think this is the moment, right? This is the moment where I'm a little more friendly. And so I walk up. She's just one house past you, I think. One or two, yes. I walk up. I say, hey, just so you know. Um, I said, oh, hello, just so you know. I'm a couple houses down. I don't think we've ever met. So I just wanted to say hello. And she and, and her drum roll to this answer. Yeah, her exact. Oh, God, I'm not going to say what her exact reply. Her immediate response wasn't like, hello, nice to meet you. It was, uh, so hi, yeah, my husband is in the house, the husband that I have, and um, and then she introduced, like, she gave me her name, uh, but the very first thing she did was mention that she has a husband and that he's definitely home, and it felt, it felt very deliberate, very by design. Well, that Travis that was, was trying to holler. Yeah. <laughs> just. Who does that? Is that, that just didn't see, it, that, that's almost akin to get a life when you're giving out cookies. Yeah. Hey, yeah. how you doing? They haven't met you before. Welcome to this nice Connecticut, New England neighborhood. Oh, hey, my husband in the house. Yeah. <laughs> what? Well, good. Do you, are you going to get him? Like, there's so many questions I have to go on with that. But, uh, again, Travis was on a high. Yeah, that was feeling like, yo, I'm coming out this shell. Let me just speak, because usually I wouldn't speak. 99 out of 100 times, I do not go say hi to that neighbor. 
and I thought, hey, Terrence is here in the spirit of neighborly community and communication. I'm going to say hello this one time. I should have known that's why you had that disgruntled look when you walked back to the car as I was cleaning off. I, and, 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 and I like double and triple checked in my brain. Like, did I say something in a way that would make that an appropriate response? And I guess native New Englanders, is that like, is that just normal? Like, is that something where if a neighbor comes, you want them to know? I don't know. Maybe I missed some cultural thing here as well. Maybe that is very common. Um, maybe it's very archaic and, and the men of the house speak no, or something. It's, no, it's neither. <laughs> that person maybe just thought you were trying to holler or maybe thought, All right, well, that's, you know. Yeah, not me. They've never done it to me. I met them a couple of times, so I, I guess I I know that say. was the first thing I asked you. Right, so they never never did that to you. That wasn't their first reply. Yeah. However, I would say I think I met the spouse first, the husband first. So Fair enough. Maybe when I saw them, they were like, they already know I have a husband, so no need to say that. So Terrence starts laughing. He's like, I, I feel like they may have just put you back 10 years from this. <laughs> and uh, and I was, He's I, speaking I to disagree. somebody else. <laughs> I, finally, I finally try to be neighborly. And yeah, you probably did put me back 10 years just by that one interaction. So indeed, shame on you. Be nice to people. Just hey, be nice. hello will suffice. Yeah, that would have been fine. Like, hey, not even a nice to meet you. I would have gotten by, but like the immediate, like I've got a guard dog and uh, a pet dragon. There's a moat over there as well. Like, I I don't even know exactly <laughs> what the what the insinuation was, but I do know we're coming up on the hour. Shout out to Bomb Bomb Vivant once again. They're at Jazz Fest in Nola. This year, I did reach out to them. They said they will call in. Uh, so we might actually be able to, to speak with uh, some of the members of Bomba Vivant. They can tell us about how thrilled they are that their music is on both our intro and outro uh, here on the show. But more importantly, they just released a new album. Woo! So check out Bomb Bomb Vivant on whatever your favorite streaming Apple. Actually, don't do that because we're not actually allowed to do any call to action. However, what I will say is that they do exist and I like them. Um, and they will they will also be at Jazz Fest. Whether you go or not, it's totally up to you. We on the show are not endorsing anyone. That's right. But I like them. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Terrence, wrap us up. Is there anything else we need? Anything we need to say? Be nice to people. Mm -hmm. If they come up and speak to you, hello will suffice. A heel can sometimes feel like a mountain, even though Travis doesn't think so. Mm -hmm. Be careful if you're somersaulting in the snow. Zip up your pockets, and you might get lucky if you lose your key and somebody will find it because you're probably not going to find it if you don't know exactly where you dropped it at in the snow. And even if you do, stuff falls in the snow. You can't see it. You might see you might see students who want to take selfies with you on the hill if you ever walk around on Horse Barn Hill in the snow. Mm -hmm. And the Vermont popcorn person does not come out if it is under 32 degrees. We're going to say 42. 42? That was a little colder than that. I don't know if it was. It didn't feel that cold. You said you needed gloves. Gloves? 42 is not gloves. But hey, if it's chilly, Vermont popcorn person is probably not going to be there. Don't play that. Yeah. And lastly, if you're in Boston, don't worry about getting your baked beans from there. Get them from the gas station because they're cheaper and probably better. That's yeah. how I'm going to wrap this up. But if you do make a promise to someone to get baked beans from Boston, make sure you do it. And uh, shout out to Quentin. Thanks, Quentin. Thank Appreciate Quentin. that again, Quentin. 
All right, we're gonna play something new from Bomb Bomb Vivant. This is uh, this is one that we've not played for you, and from that Connecticut show, I'm Travis Poppleton, and this is Terrence Abney. Peace and love, everyone. Peace and love. Peace and love.